This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. the blitz with you everywhere you go get in the game everywhere with the blitz 1170 app the canada just conceded an awful goal to belgium belgium leads one nil at five minutes of a stoppage time added here to the end of the first half. Again, Belgium leading 1-0 over Canada in World Cup Group F play there in Qatar. All right, it's 148. Let's hit up that Oklahoma Ford dealer's hotline and welcome in Dr. Christopher Crane from Tulsa Bone & Joint, tulsabonejoint.com. What's going on, Dr. Crane? How are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, man. Uh, looking forward to Thanksgiving. Hope uh, that you are as well and uh, have some downtime scheduled with uh, the fam. But uh, always great to have you back on today. Um, I did want to start with um, an injury that happened. Matt, as I told you, I know you're a big Falcons fan and a Vols fan, so this segment isn't all about you, buddy. It's just uh, these are two of the bigger injuries that have happened. But let's start <laughs> with with Kyle Pitts. So Kyle Pitts has a torn MCL, and I'm only going off of the reports that have happened, that have come out, Doc, but one of those today said that he is actually going to need surgery. So the question I have for you is, is that unusual for an isolated MCL tear to actually need surgery, and could that mean that there's actually more damage that's happened inside of the knee than what's initially being reported? That's highly unusual. MCLs are actually one of the least operated on injuries in the knee in terms of internal injuries. It's it's something that tends to have to have special circumstances to be warranted uh, because you can even have complete tears of that uh, MCL that don't end up being treated surgically. They end up being treated uh, with a brace and a mobilization and allowing that to heal down. Um, it It can be different types of problems. One would be that if it tears in a specific spot, kind of lower down on the further down attachment site, um, it can move pretty far away and be pretty far from the area that it needs to scar down in. And that will give you uh, reason to consider a surgery and a complete tear that does that. Um, or there's other times it can get trapped where the, the, the loose end of the tear if it's complete, can be caught in a compartment or, or kind of caught between muscles in that area and and not it's physically blocked from healing, if that makes more sense. But those are not common things. That is that is a handful of percent of, of MCL tears. Uh, and it, it does at least signal that it was a pretty significant MCL injury. So with with that injury, and well, let's just focus on the fact that it is it's not very common at all. Um, do they heal like with like in a satisfactory way? Like how much stability and function is there uh, even without a, a procedure like that when it's when it's torn? Um, you said it's it's one of the easier ones. So does it bounce back in a in a pretty pretty solid way? 
Yeah, it can. It, you definitely want to rehab it appropriately, and that's a big component of the of the process is is getting that strength back at an appropriate time. Uh, there's some studies that show that it's it's not a hundred percent guarantee that you end up back at the full complete strength that you were in before in terms of the stability on that side of the knee without surgery. And so every now and then in high level athletes too, just a complete tear in general they'll consider doing a surgery on, but it's not a guarantee by any means. Um, and so in general, and, and even in college athletes, it tends to scar down if it's a partial tear or just a, a simple stretch, low-grade sprain. Um, those just need some time, and they'll heal, and you'll you'll be back to it. In terms of just percentage-wise with MCLs compared to ACLs and other injuries, uh, is this one of the more common ones that you see just in general with the knee? And what's what's kind of the percentage of that typically that in knee injuries that end up being an MCL? So it's a little bit dependent on sport and also dependent on the time. I mean, it's, it's a very specific blow to the knee. Typically, if you get hit on the outside of the leg with a planted knee, that will put stress on the inside of the knee where it tries to open up and that force tries to, to stretch the, the collateral ligament. So the ligament that's in danger is usually the opposite side from the blow. And so if you get hit on the inside, like with a planted twisted foot and you get hit on the inside, we worry about your lateral collateral ligament. Um, so a lot of it depends on the sport and even just the type of contact that you've had. Uh, I'd say it's probably one that we see no more often than LCL, but in the sense that um, LCLs tend to need more repair. And again, these injuries don't tend to be isolated when they're severe. Uh, we, we talked at one point about the uh, unhappy triad or the three yeah. musketeers is one of the names you found for it. Uh, and that's one, the MCL is one of them. It, it tends to be that this gets injured in a pattern with other ligaments and the meniscus and the nearby structures. It's not typically a severe but isolated MCL injury. So the percents get a little blurry because they often come together. Dr. Chris Crane is with us from Tulsa Bone & Joint, TulsaBoneAndJoint.com. Um, the other injury that happened, this one's pretty standard. It is a torn ACL for Hendon Hooker, who at one point was probably the leader um, as far as the Heisman Trophy race is concerned. And with him, it really stings from a timing perspective because – He's 24, Doc, so he's of the older age in college. Now what was maybe borderline first-round draft pick, who knows how that affects his stock. But the big thing is is that they hold age in such a high regard in the NFL. That means by the time he goes through all of his rehab process and is back and ready to play next year, he's probably going to miss his entire rookie year. So he might be in 25 or 26 before he's even ready to play in the NFL. It's just unfortunate with the timing on an issue like that. But we're, we're talking a good solid year that this is at least going to cost him with a torn ACL. Yeah, and that's, again, a lot of it comes down to they get the surgery done, and then you now need to rehab. You need to get all of your strength. You need to get back to the level of agility and side-to-side -side cutting that they do. Uh, there's different ways they can build those back and different types of options they can pick in terms of do they use your patellar tendon, do they use a piece of hamstring tendon, there's different ways to try to go about doing it. And some of those have different rehab. If they use patellar tendon, then that front of the knee and the quad and the muscle of extending and straightening your knee is another thing that you need to add to your rehab uh, just to get that back. So 
again, it, depending on how they do it, kind of spells how long this is going to take. But yeah, it's it's not a short recovery, especially this late in the season. Usually, uh, as Dr. Keith Stanley about this at, at times, uh, has there been anything that you've seen that's come into your office that's been prevalent this year that just is, you know, we've I've called it the year of the ankle so far in, in college football that I've seen. What's kind of been the injury du jour, uh, so to speak, here over the last couple of months? For me, and it's kind of probably anecdotal just depending on where you're at, but I think the most common injury that's come into my office has actually been collarbone fractures in terms of just, you know, high school level sporting athletes. I've had a large number of those. Um, fantastically, most of those don't need surgery. They just need time. And so it's a, it's relatively good news in the sense that you're not going to get, you know, knocked out and put under the knife, but it's usually something that does take a fair amount of time you get your motion and your strength back pretty quick but it's not ready for an impact directly to it Mm. and so for contact sports it can take months for that to be ready to return to collision and not have a re-injury and i did see one re-injury this year and so uh re-fracture of a of a healing clavicle from that wasn't even in sport it just kind of happened through contact that wasn't on it wasn't on purpose and Mm. and happening in regular life and so those need to really heal well and be sturdy. So in the sense that they take a long time, they're frustrating the players, but in the sense that they will heal uh, most of the time without us having to be aggressive about it, uh, and they do feel better faster, uh, in some ways that's not a bad injury to have. So I know those are fairly common. Does that is that across all ages? Like are clavicle injuries something that happens pretty much from, from a, a variety of different uh, walks of life? It can. It can definitely be a little bit sport dependent. And I think the better at tackling and the better at, at collision that you are in training. And I know a lot, they've done this with ACL with kind of tackle programs and, and um, mechanics programs to try to limit ACL injuries. I suspect there's a component of that for, for collarbone as well. Um, it tends to be, you see these in football, you see these in snowboarding and skiing, which is my other favorite place to see some pretty rough <laughs> collarbone fractures. Um, and so it tends to be more of a mechanical and how you fall and how you hit uh, leading to this type of an injury. Yeah, and we've seen a couple of those. Fortunately enough, like you said, you don't always have to have a procedure. But, I mean, we've even seen it. Tony Romo had a pretty famous one uh, that, w- that that had to be repaired with uh, different plates and screws on that. Um, and, it, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those that's just going to take a, a, a amount of time to be able to come back uh, better than what you were before. Dr. Crane, I appreciate all your time. Uh, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Give the best to, to your family from all of us here. And uh, we can't wait to uh, have you on again next week here on the Blitz 1170. Sounds great. Talk to you then. Uh, thank you. That is Dr. Christopher Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170 from Tulsa Bone Joint. com. Matt, check it out right now because when you do, you'll be able to see all of the different types of things they can do for you at Tulsa Bone Joint.com, whether that's uh, the different treatments that they have, sports medicine, uh, work, workers' comp is another one, uh, trauma. They have just general orthopedics, pediatric orthopedics joint replacement, spine and neck, hand and wrist, foot and ankle, you name it, they have everything, uh, physical and hand therapy as well, and their Union Pine Surgery Center, all for you, 918-392-1400. We'll take a time out. We'll come back with more next here on The Blitz, including, Matt, a conversation that we have with Ryan Aber, who's the OUB writer. He's coming up next here on The Blitz. 
Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.